So snark notes. Snarking it up. Um, so today we were going to talk about like representation of female relationships mm-hmm. in pop culture. Yeah. That sounded like that was like a um English literature. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounded like a thesis, like a yeah. Uh, because we're like, you mean like a you mean like a colon and then something intense. <laughs> I don't know what the subtitle would be, but I know that one would colon be. reflections of ourselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. So I think like part of the reason that this topic came up. Um, obviously, it's a topic that is important to the two of us um, as females. And um, friends. Yeah, and friends. Um, and um, there are some really great um, examples of female friendship out there, as well as some really terrible ones. <laughs> um, so um, I think it's just, um, it might be a little self-indulgent of us, but it's interesting to sort of like look at those like different representations and be like what works what's realistic what's not um you know and like think back I guess to like how that relates to our own friendships and our own world and like um you know etc so I like it I'm excited to talk about this Um, do you do we want to start with bad examples and then I always like to just get angry first okay (laughs) start with the bad examples and I'm sure as we talk through some of the bad examples We'll probably also mention some good examples that are like the anecdote to them. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's let's start angry. Let's start with the bad examples that just don't make sense. <laughs> All right, rant away, Alice. Get get it going. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Okay. So I was like thinking, and I feel like there are a couple things that are pretty common in badly depicted uh, female friendships. Really true of any friendships, but. I was thinking about this more in the context of female friendships in like TV and movies. Um, And one of them is like, just the question of why are these people friends? (laughs) And that could either be like their origin story just makes zero fucking sense. Or the fact that like they barely spend any time together um, or just because it's a toxic friendship. So like, yeah, I think the worst examples are always the ones that leave you asking yourself, like, why did these people hang out they don't seem to care about each other yeah um so like some examples of that like I think one of the more toxic friendships shown um in recent history would probably be um Serena and Blair on Gossip Girl like yeah (laughs) supposedly friends because they share such like a rich history together but one we don't get to see like the like golden years of their friendship which in theory were good But, like, two, the whole series kicks off with, like, Serena coming back to town after having slept with, like, Blair's boyfriend and never telling her about it. And they're always, like, there's always a moment, like, in each season where, like, Serena just decides that she's going to compete and try to grab something that Blair wants. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, why are they friends, Kelly? I don't know. (laughs) You're not wrong. And, and... It's always framed as, like, Blair Waldorf being the worst. Like, 
it's always presented to you like Serena is this fun loving free spirit loves everybody gal and like she's trying to be Blair's friend but Blair is like the worst yeah. and like actually Serena is the worst though actually because though because like look Blair's gonna Blair we all know who Blair is she's pretty upfront about it and also like she has actually I think been a better friend to Serena than Serena has been to her so I just never understand that narrative and you know it's funny because it makes me like a, a a very similar female relationship in TV is actually um Lila and uh what's her face Tara on Friday Night Lights uh, um, because they sleep with a lot of the same boys and like at no point and like it's sort of the same setup right of like one is like you know, supposed to be, like, the wild, free spirit, like, loving one, and one is sort of, like, the bitchy, um, you know, type A, like, popular girl. Yeah, Yeah, and, like, but, like, they don't try to force them to be friends, and I feel like it works a lot better. Like, you don't expect them to be friends. Like, because you know what? Really good friends do not repeatedly go after the same guy. (laughs) I mean, it is Tim Riggins, but, like, it's just not realistic that, like, if you were fighting over Tim Riggins, that you would continue to be friends. No, exactly. And if, like, one, it's been very rare that I've been in a situation where I've liked the same person or had feelings for the same person that a good friend has. But, like, in that situation, you do one of two things. You either get over it and realize, you know what, I don't really have strong feelings for this person and my my other friend does. Or you talk it through. Like, and then, you know, you value the friendship more than some random dude. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, then that's where your gossip girl goes wrong is it's, like, the romantic relationships are always, like, the, you know... The driving force. Yeah, and, like, and then, I mean, by the end, they just really started to reach for, like, different plot things to happen, and by the time that, like, Blair and Dan are a thing, the show is just ridiculous, so it doesn't matter, but, like... No, exactly. Uh, That totally makes sense. I think another um, CW example that I think we've talked about a little bit that just never makes sense to me is, like, the vampire diaries because like yeah. they keep saying that the three kind of main girls of like Caroline, Bonnie and like Elena are like best friends, like BFS forever. And they like have no screen time together that shows that. <laughs> well, and I think what they have is like, um, and we were mentioning this with gossip girl, like shows like that tend to heavily rely on just informing you that they've been friends since childhood. And we're just supposed to like blanket accept this like background friendship that we're never shown. We're never given any details from any stories from, we're just like supposed to like accept like the fact that we're told, Oh, they've been good friends for a really long time. And that's supposed to be enough to like continue to accept their deep friendship going forward again like you said despite them like never hanging out never doing anything together never confiding in each other um and like actually as the series develops like Caroline and Elena I can like kind of see because they like in the beginning they don't make sense at all because similar to like a Gossip Girl situation they like fight over some of the same boys and whatever but like by the end they kind of do enough stuff together that it makes sense but like Bonnie like doesn't make any sense (laughs) like no one ever talks to her she like becomes a witch and like never tells anyone about it for a long time like it's just like yeah 
like it's like she's there as a plot device and they're trying to like force her down your throat like no she's not a plot device she's a friend and you're like no she's not yeah no and it's too bad because i think we'd all like bonnie better if they were like able to show that and what's also frustrating with the vampire diaries is it feels like some of the male characters are Mm -hmm. allowed to have these friendships develop like most obviously Alaric and Damon like have this great romance that you get to see develop from like day one and it ends up being one of the stronger parts of the series but for whatever reason they don't allow the girls to have it um as like one even Elena's friendship like even Elena's friendship with her ex-boyfriend Matt Donovan is like sort of allowed to like be a friendship in a way like otherwise Matt Donovan does not make sense as a character so they had to be like oh wait he's friends with them because he like (laughs) midway through they didn't know what to do with him Um, I do think, like, on the flip side, an example of, uh, like, a show that shows, like, the history between characters well is actually the sitcom New Girl, where the main character, uh, Jessica Day, her best friend is a model named Cece. And, like, the first episode, you're like, why the fuck is, like, this teacher friends with this model? It makes no sense. But then you find out, like, not only do you find out that they're childhood friends where you're like, okay, maybe that makes a little bit of sense, but they actually show some nice flashbacks over the course yeah. of the, um, you know, over the course of this series. They benefit from being a show and a sitcom that like does have these cutaways and gets, and like is very good about showing these like kind of key quintessential like friendship building moments. But like, ultimately I ended up being like, okay, yeah, I get it. They've been friends forever. They have the shared history. Uh, they feel yeah. kind of like sisters. I'm bought into this friendship. And I think, like you said, like they have the cutaways. They also will, will like work in references. Like um, uh, there's like one episode where they're like talking about like a movie that like like Jess thinks neither of them have seen. And then Cece's like, I actually went to that movie with like Jessica P. And she's like, freaking Jessica P. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but like, they like, you know what I mean? Like they like weave it in really well. So like like they have those moments that like feel like moments you've had with friends that you've known since you were a kid. Yeah. And then they also like have some really like key moments that show why they're still friends today. Like it doesn't feel like one of those friendships where it's just like, Oh, well they've known each other for forever and they don't have anything in common now, or they don't care about each other now, but we're just like, she has to have a girl that's a friend. So like, that's also like a love interest for Schmidt. No, totally. Actually, can I like two moments that I think are really great at showing just like girl friendship. (laughs) Yes. One, I don't know if you remember this, but there's an episode where, um, Cece and Jess get into a fight over like this purse that like they both wanted and then they decided neither would buy and then Jess went back and bought it and it was like it ended up being like a straw that broke the camel's back and they ended up like they Jess was like we don't fight you don't understand we don't fight for years and then we'll have this one blow up over something stupid and all of this baggage will come out and that felt very true to me (laughs) like just in certain friendships I have or even my dynamic with my sister like we'll totally be fine and then like there will be that one thing where it's like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> and it's like never something important that sets it off. Never, never, exactly. Um, so I like really appreciated that. And then another one that I know I texted you about was like, um, I feel like one aspect, well, especially of girl friendships, although guy friendships might have this dynamic, is like 
this loyalty. If I'm talking with a good friend about a third person who I don't know, and like my good friend is telling me about like something they did that was horrible, I will be like so on my friend's side. I'll be like, that's horrible. That's awful. I hate this person. (laughs) And there was like this moment where like Jess was talking about that in like an earlier episode. They were talking about like this girl who had like passive aggressively told like Jess that um, you rock a lot of polka dots. And Cece was like, I will fight her. And I was just like, yes, that is a female friendship. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even in that same, um, I think that's the same episode where uh, Nick has a girlfriend yes. um, uh, played by Janice Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, um, so, and like, she doesn't, like, she and Jess don't really get along. Like, she considers Jess to be kind of like a girly girl and, um, like, silly and sort of like too cutesy or whatever. And, also and like, a little bit of a threat to her relationship with Nick. Which right. And that's like really what's bothering her. But she's like using the like, oh, I'm not a girl's girl yeah. thing to kind of like brush her off. And like Cece is like pretty instrumental in like encouraging Jess to like stand up for herself and like, you know, is like, I'm not just going to like let this, you know, like girl come in and like tell you who to (laughs) who to be or make you feel bad about yourself like you know it's that like supportive thing it's also that like understanding of like girl dynamics like nick in that episode was like i don't get it she's being nice she's helping jess yeah cc has to be like no 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 you do not understand you don't understand how girls like operate (laughs) right and that and that's like a um a thing like new girl also has a lot of like really great friendships that are um you know like boy girl friendships like they do a good job of depicting the fact that like you can be friends of different genders um but um they also do a good job of reflecting yeah like how those relationships are different and like the friendship that Cece has with Winston, for example, is like those dynamics are always going to be different than the friendship that she has with Jess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we could do a whole episode that's just about TC and Winston's friendship, but that's an episode only you and I would ever care to listen to. I think so. I think we'd be a lot of us being like, and then remember, (laughs) remember that one time. Exactly. Yep. Delightful though. Delightful. Um, Um, to return to like what you were saying earlier about friendships like that don't work. Um, I think, like, sort of a quintessential example of that is Sex in the City. Like, I've watched very little Sex in the City, but every time I have watched it, I'm just like, why are these women friends? Like, I don't understand. Same problem. And I I think, similar to you, I've been somewhat spotty in my viewing, so maybe, like, a hardcore viewer would be able to, like, defend it, but I honestly have no idea. And it's the same, similar to, like, girls. Like, when you watch girls, you're like, why? Like, you don't even... And, like, some of them, like, blatantly don't like each other. Like, Marnie and uh, Jessa, is that her name? Yeah, like, they don't like each other sort of blatantly sometimes. But, like... And, like, that kind of makes sense because you're like, oh, well, I guess, like, the connection is, like, Lena Dunham. But, like... Well, and that's the other problem. In both Sex and the City and Girls, they're... All this friendship of four is focused on one person. Like one person is like the common thread. That's especially true in Sex in the City, where it's like Carrie brings them all together. Like I, I think she knew one in college. She knew one from something. I honestly could not tell you. But like that doesn't really make sense if like the friendships between the other points in that square are not equally strong. 
Um, like it, it doesn't make sense to have just like one person who looms a little bit more important in a group. Like that's not a real dynamic. (laughs) Right. Like that's not a dynamic that exists. I don't think in real life, like, and it, or, or it exists like on certain occasions only, right? Like that makes sense. If like, if it's Carrie Bradshaw's birthday, then people come together, but like they're trying to force the three extra characters to also be friends. And in a way that just like, doesn't really work. Yeah. And Um, don't get me wrong. I've had friendships that have evolved because someone else brought me to like a group type function but it's like very, very quickly becomes like, well, of course I have a friend, like a friendship with the original person who invited me, but I form my own friendships with the other people in the group. And right. I think Sex in the City wants us to think that that's happened, but it just never really, you never really actually see the payoff, especially because it feels like oftentimes when the other three girls, Samantha, um, Charlotte and Miranda are interacting. It's mostly to be foils for each other. It's like mostly when they're getting into like a fight because it's like, oh, they're so different. So it, yeah, and you're just like, why are they friends? <laughs> right, like what brings them back together? Well, and I think, um, like you said, it's like it was too much. Like, a, oh, we have to have different character types. Yeah. Like, so people can be like, I'm a Samantha, I'm a Miranda, like whatever. Like, rather than like creating a dynamic amongst the women that where you're like, oh, this actually makes sense and this feels like me and my friends. I like actually, I actually did a paper on this for a women in gender studies course in college. <laughs> like we had to read we each had to read some like romance book and then write an article or like write a paper about it. And of course I ended up connecting it to Sex in the City because I was like, oh I can bring in TV. And I I was like, yeah, I mentioned what you were talking about, how like each of the three of them had like a very distinct role. But what's interesting is like, if you take all of the three and add them up, you get the main character. So like, if you, you know, if you take Miranda's like kind of career aspirations, if you take like Charlotte's like yearning for love, if you take Samantha's just like willingness to like put herself out there and like get physical and like have sex, you get Carrie. But that means that independently, the three of them, uh, like the three separate supporting friends, aren't as fully fleshed out as they could be, maybe. I think with Sex in the City, it has the benefit of multiple like seasons. But it's still, it, it, at the very least, it's like, what is the commonality between these three supporting characters? Well, I think like another interesting aspect of that is like, Correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand, like some of the actresses don't actually like each yeah. other from Sex in the City. The um, is Kim Cattrall, who plays Samantha, does not like especially um, Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays Carrie. Um, okay. And I think I think the other two actresses have kind of sided with Sarah Jessica Parker, but yeah, it's it's like a thing. Yeah, which I think is like interesting um just (laughs) like it's like a reflection of like what didn't work about the show like you can't just like take like four random women and be like you all have fun different personalities that will be exciting on screen let's pretend like you're friends (laughs) and I think part of the uh part of the dynamic that led Kim Cattrall not to like Sarah Jessica Parker was that kind of like Carrie slash Sarah Jessica Parker first mentality. So you're right. It absolutely, like, the dynamic of the show was mirrored in the actresses. Um, I want to talk about girls quickly because I, I, when girls came out, we had just graduated college. It was definitely billed as, like, sex in the city for, like, our 
generation. <laughs> um, I did appreciate like that the characters were allowed to be very flawed and horrible people, <laughs> but that yeah. also became very difficult to watch. I know you like stopped watching at one point, right? Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Like at first it was refreshing to be like, oh, like finally like women that don't have to be super likable all the time and super relatable all the time. Like, um, you know, it felt more true to life and like some of the characters like had, you know, traits or like were in circumstances that felt like somewhat similar, like because we were that exact same age, like just coming out of college, like it, it felt you know, like similar to things we were going through. But I think where it ultimately failed was, you know, similar to Sex in the City. Like it just felt like for people that you you weren't sure why you were watching them trying to force <laughs> their friendship on each other anymore. And like, I mean, I, I think Girls is also an interesting um, like case study in, in like, like a an actress or an actor like a celebrity's personality like having a negative effect on their work Mm. because I also think like Lena Dunham as a person like started to have a negative impact on like (laughs) her show you know what I mean like even though like she is not like and she said that like she is not Hannah Hannah is not her it's like Lena Dunham being problematic in her real life sort of started to like make it harder to watch her show and enjoy her show. No, I totally get that. It's like, I definitely want to give Lena Dunham props. Like she's definitely a very creative person and was able to create something that resonated with a lot of people. Right. But yeah, she, we won't get into it because <laughs> there are too many things too much that were very upsetting. Um, but no, I will give, I want to give girls props. This is a spoiler for anyone that like hasn't watched girls and would like to. I can't imagine there are people out there that didn't watch it that are now like, you know what I want to do? I want to watch now girls. Now is the time though. Quarantine, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? So if you are that one person, hit pause, fast forward. But um, no, I want to give girls props because um, in the second to last episode of the series, um, they basically dissolved their friendships. Um, like there was this moment, Shoshana, who was always my favorite character in part because of this willingness to just like speak her mind at various points, um, got engaged and didn't invite like Lena Dunham's character, Hannah, um, to the engagement party. Cause she was like, I haven't heard from you in the past like six months or three months. Like, why would I invite you to this thing? And they're, they like get pulled into this bathroom by Marnie, who's like all ready to be like, the four of us, we need to like reaffirm our friendships. And Shosh, God bless her, was just like, no. She's like, I don't know why I'm friends with you guys. I don't want to be friends with you. Like, we don't have healthy yeah. relationships. I used to think you were so cool. Now I realize you're just holding me back. And I have a bunch of people out there that I'd rather hang out with. So you know what? Stay for the engagement party. But friendship's over. And I thought that was like so refreshing that someone in the show recognized that like these people should not be friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, that's true. And I didn't get that far in the series. I I, like sort of like vaguely knew that that happened. Um, Honestly, it's worth going back and watching even just that one scene to be like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Shoshana. Yeah, well, and I think, um, you know, and again, like, that's what's tough is like, I I do, like, have some respect for Lena Dunham's work. So it's like, I I think she's not completely 
she arguably did a better job with female friendships than sex in the city did oh, because like yeah. I think she was able to recognize and like there when I was still watching in the early seasons like there was a lot of questioning of like her relationship with Marnie because she was like are we just friends in college and like because we were roommates and if we're not roommates anymore or like what do we have in common like yeah. um I think so she is like able to be a little bit more like reflective in that way of the fact that those friendships didn't make any sense I think at its best girls did a good job of depicting bad female friendship if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like it did at its best it did a good job of depicting friendships that were like flawed and kind of toxic but like there was that shared history and like it's difficult to kind of let go of that friendship which honestly as you transition from like any of your, any chapter of your life to another chapter is something that you may have gone through. Maybe not on the scale of like a Hannah and a Marnie, but like you've probably had friendships that have either like fallen apart in like this really like dramatic, like bomb type way, or you might've had friendships that just drifted apart. And that's actually a very normal, very natural, but also like huge thing. And I think there were parts of girls that depicted that very well. Yeah. No, I think um, my mom always says, like, you'll have friends, like, who are, what is the saying, like, friends for a lifetime and then friends that are friends, like, only for a period of time, right? And, like, those, neither of those is, like, necessarily more valuable than the other, but, like, definitely girls felt like friendships that, like, were only meant for a short period of their life and, like, weren't necessarily going to stand the test of, like, being friends forever. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Are there other toxic friendships or like bad depictions of friendships that you want to highlight? We've tackled a bunch from my list. I mean, I was going to say, I mean, if like, I'm sure there are, but like, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we've done a good job of um, talking about why they fail. Um, And we've talked a little bit about like New Girl, which is an example um, of like good friendship. Um, one like other like big one on my list was um Anne and Leslie in Parks and Rec which I think is particularly unique because the one thing you have to give Sex in the City is it was like a depiction of like slightly older women having a friendship you know what I mean which is like incredibly rare like typically women in tv and movies that are 30 plus like their relationships are romantic relationships and that's it um Mm -hmm. so like it was refreshing that sex in the city was like slightly older women like and their friendship was at the forefront of the show um but definitely Parks and Rec does that but like even better because Anne and Leslie are like two very genuine like very um you know, like close friends, <laughs> the best, like the best part of, um, I, best line, I think, and possibly in, not in all of Parks and Rec, but one of the better lines about their friendship is when, um, Anne is like considering, um, like getting like a sperm donor and the woman, like the sperm bank is like, oh, are you guys partners? And Leslie is like, tragically, we are both heterosexual. <laughs> This is such a great. It's so true. I also I love like how like supportive they are of each other. I think Leslie especially like one of the best running bits of the show are all the like bizarre compliments. (laughs) Like she'll give Anne, she'll be like, "Oh, Anne, you beautiful tropical fish," (laughs) or like you naive like lovely moth. Like. Yes. Um, and it's just, yeah, like when you have a friend that you really support, like that that felt real to me. 
you know, maybe not those exact compliments, but that like that belief that like your friend is awesome and needs to recognize that they're awesome. And you just like want to be able to like compliment them and support them and like bolster their confidence and be there for them. Like feels very real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's like a vulture.com article that lists all of the like weird compliments that Leslie gives Anne. And one of my favorite ones, um, uh, she's like, uh, uh, where is it? Um, and you're such a good friend. You're a beautiful, talented, brilliant, powerful musk ox. Thank you, ox. I actually, um, like Etsy or something, I found these little cake toppers that had all of those like messages. And for a friend's birthday, I just like ordered it. <laughs> and they were all delightful. <laughs> you cunning, pliable, chestnut-haired sunfish. What's the one? Do you see the one? There's one about like a mannequin that I cannot remember, but it, it always made me laugh. Uh, it's fine if you can find it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you beautiful rule-breaking moth. Oh, that's I do like. For the one that's like, I know I've, I've said this to you before and I know it makes you uncomfortable, but you're thoughtful and you're brilliant and your ambiguous ethnic blend perfectly represents the dream of the American melting pot. <laughs> I don't think that one made the cake toppers because it's a little too long. But yeah, no, that's yeah. Um, no I think I think that is a friendship that's shown very well. Um, and really, I, you know, I've even heard the creator and um, Amy Poehler speak to this. Mike Scherr is the creator. And he's talked about how that was really the romance or the true love of the show. Like, all started with Anne and Leslie. Um, like, the very first pilot episode starts with Anne coming to, like, a town or city council meeting because of this issue she's been having with, like, a hole in her yard or something. Yeah. And, like, that's what yeah. kicks everything off. And there are some great, like, romantic relationships that evolve through Parks and Rec, but the very first one and the one that, like, you kind of got to see throughout the entire series was the friendship between Anne and Leslie. Yep. Yeah, no, and it's really great. Like, and you you see them, like, go through, like, fights and arguments and stuff like that. But it, it's one of those friendships where, like, I think because we get introduced, like, to and, like, we watch them become friends. Like, then you're rooting for them, you know, throughout the thing. And, like, you enjoy seeing their friendship because, like you said, like, we see how it started and, like, how they get to know each other and whatever. Yeah, and I, um, I think similar to Jess and Cece, like, the few times they do fight, it feels like a real girl fight. Like, there was that one episode, yeah. I don't remember the details of it, but, like, they're drunk and they're fighting. <laughs> and <laughs> Leslie is just, like incoherent she's like you don't even know you what thing? i mean what thing and i'm gonna stop <laughs> and it's so perfect. she's like i didn't even say it once and she said the whole thing yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah no it definitely um it's like a friendship that you're like like we watch it and you're like oh like that's that's me and so and so or like that's you know like it's one that you like want to have. Um, I think, you yeah, know. I think a good test for is it a well depicted like positive female friendship is like one would I want to have that friendship or or like two would I want a third wheel with that friendship and like yeah, yeah I am and Leslie I'd love to join like that sounds delightful like Valentine's Day all the way. Sex in the City, on the other hand, for all that they say, like, oh, the real romance of the show is, like, friendships between each other, it always kind of feels like they have a deserted island kind of approach to friendship, where it's like, 
all of our other friends are in relationships. And so we're like exiled to this like single island and we will make the best out of it. (laughs) No, that's very true. Yeah. Or like no one else wants to hang out with them. So (laughs) like, I I agree with you. Like it should get props for like depicting um, like older women and friendships between older women. But there always is this feeling of like, they are left behind by other people, which I get, like, I think that's a fear, like, that I have as, like, someone who is single, but, like, also, it's just very depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's very true. Well, and even in in that, like, um, like, Anne and Leslie go through a lot of, like, romantic relationship, uh, relationships, period, like, they have a lot of different boyfriends, love interests, like, failed, successful, etc., and they're sort of like the, in a similar way to Sex in the City, the constant in each other's lives as that happens, but like um, in a very different way. Like, and I feel like Sex in the City is like, I hook up with my boyfriend and then we meet up for drinks and like talk about it. Yeah. And like, it's very separate. Whereas like Anne and Leslie are very much more a part of each other's lives and like know their significant others and like want what's best for each other. And we, uh, totally, which again makes their friendship make sense because it's not just like yeah. grabbing brunch, not, not to diss brunch friendships. I love brunch friendships, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they are firmly woven together in each other's lives. Um, a show that like I watch that I think does a good job of explaining like why people are friends is the bold type, which is yeah. on whatever ABC family is now freeform. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's fluffy. It's, it's like nice to watch, you know, it's kind of one of those like popcorn type shows. Um, but it does a really good job. The three main characters all work for the same like magazine. And so like, that makes sense to me because some of the strongest friendships I've developed as an adult are people I work with. Um, it's like, you know, you're spending all that time together at work. It's that kind of um, dynamic of like, you always have things to bitch about together. <laughs> so that's a friendship right. that like, felt like, yeah, that makes total sense. Right. Well, and I think, um, you know, it also it has a little bit the like, sex in the city feel of like each character is sort of a type right like but like they they do it in a way um that's like like they are each a type but they have enough in common and they're enough like the same type the bold type just kidding that was a bad joke (laughs) (laughs) Um, but um you know like they have enough in common that it it doesn't feel like forced and it doesn't feel like you wanted the, you know, um, type A, you know, traditional kind of uh, buttoned up one. And then the more freewheeling does what she wants, follows her dreams one. And then the like lesbian one, like it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, like it could very easily be broken down like that, but they do enough character development and they should like show enough of their friendship and them supporting each other and helping each other and hanging out together that like it, it doesn't feel reduced to that. It doesn't feel reduced to like, oh, well they, you know, like they wanted to show like a lesbian relationship. So that's why they have this character. Like, no, totally. um, you're absolutely right. And it also benefits, I think from the fact that they don't have like a Carrie or a Hannah, like they are three right. equal people 
and they're right, and they show them equally. Yeah, it's not like one is the main character that you're following. Um, yeah, so not a groundbreaking show by any means, but one that like <laughs> whenever I watch it, I'm like, yeah, these friendships feel real to me. You know, like that's refreshing. Um, can we talk about Booksmart? <laughs> Um, yeah, before we do, though, can we just, uh, I finally remembered, I was like, I felt like there was maybe one show that I meant to mention in the bad depiction of female friendships. Well, it kind of straddles the line. We had, how I, as the Pretty Little Liars girl, should have brought this up. Uh, I I almost asked you about Pretty Little Liars before we continued on, but I was like, oh, you know, I guess we have talked about a lot of other shows. (laughs) Okay, I just have to say that I feel like Pretty Little Liars kind of straddles the line between bad depiction and good depiction of female friendship. Mm. I think, like, what it has going for it is that, like, (sighs) through it all, like, they do do a lot of stuff together. And, like, you do, like, they're high school friends. And, like, maybe they grow up and they fall out of touch with each other and they become completely separate people. But like, there is an element in high school of like, you go to the same school and you're friends and like, they have this shared history with Allie that like, totally. Can we hit pause and just like, for people who are not familiar with Pretty Little Liars, it's kind of your basic (laughs) teen girls, their friends in high school with like this twist of like, there's someone out there who is blackmailing them perpetually and may have killed one of their friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like that sort of like, it, it sometimes their friendship feels forced, but in a way that like makes sense because like, of course you would sort of have to be forced to be friendly with three other girls who are also getting blackmailed. And like, they say, <laughs> even address that, like, right? Like it's like, they all sort of like are apart for a while right after Allie dies mm-hmm. and like they've kind of grown apart and like don't kind of have separate worlds and separate friends. And um, like they kind of come back together when they start getting blackmailed and like that sort of like reforms their friendship. Yeah. So I think like it gets points for at least acknowledging that like on the surface, like, you know, like these are four very different people and this friendship doesn't really make sense. Um, but like, again, like, <laughs> Very dramatically, they're getting blackmailed by an unknown person that possibly killed their friend. Yeah. So, it, I guess we could maybe be like, it's a metaphor for like the horrible things in high school, like bind you together. But you can't because it's pretty little liar. <laughs> it's not that deep. Yeah. Within the liars, do you feel like there are friendships that make more sense than others? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like, definitely, like, Aria and Spencer make sense to me. Um, like, Hannah and Emily kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even Emily, somewhat true of, like, a big group of friends, too, is that like, right. there are usually, like, pairings or, like, maybe a trio within the friends that are, like, closer. Well, and that's what doesn't make sense about Sex in the City, right? Is, yeah, it's like, oh, all of them are supposed to be, like, best friends with, like, Carrie, and you're, like... That doesn't. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, like if Sex in the City were real. Like Carrie would probably have one of the girls that maybe she was closer to, but then the other two would be like slightly closer to each other. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Anyways, enough about Pretty Little Liars. Let's talk. I'm glad you mentioned it. It wouldn't have been right without. <laughs> As a backstory, um, I call myself the Pretty Little Liars girl because there was one time where I met Alice's friend. 
And I just forced Alice to talk to me about Pretty Little Liars for like the entire 45 minutes that we were getting drinks together. And now he refers to me as the Pretty Little Liars girl. <laughs> I feel like maybe he referred to you as you, um, I think maybe he referred to you as that once and then you like <laughs> took it on. What's funny I am proud of being the story. I was later hanging out with that friend like years later and he was like, you know, it's always amazing to me that we stayed friends because we really have nothing in common. <laughs> He's like, you're always just like talking about like pop culture and stuff. And I, I remember texting you and was like, plot twist. It turns out I was the pretty little liars girl all along. <laughs> you know, just everyone needs a pretty little liars girl in their life. Yeah, exactly. Delightful. <laughs> okay. All right. Book smart. Um, so for those of you who are not familiar with Book Smart, well, watch it immediately. It's a great movie. Yeah. You're probably stuck at home with a lot of time on your hands, so do it. Um, it's a movie um, that was like produced by actress Olivia Wilde and stars Beanie Feldstein and another girl whose name I don't know, but they're great. And they're look at two good friends <laughs> from high school who are graduating first and second in their class, but then realize that like they didn't do anything to like really take advantage of like the social aspects of high school. And so like have a wild night together. Is that an open Caitlin one? Dever. What? Caitlin Dever. Caitlin Dever. She's great. Yep, that's her. Um, sorry, I was looking at her thing. Um, but yeah, um, I think, um, well, and Beanie Feldstein, also arguably Lady Bird, which Beanie Feldstein was also in, is also a pretty good depiction of a female friendship. Yeah. It's like a very similar, like two girls in high school that are each other's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think like what Booksmart does really well is just like, just it gets sort of like the intimacy of a female friendship right if that sounds kind of weird but like (laughs) it does a good job of like showing you know like some of the like weird like traditions or like rituals they have in their friendship together and like the things that they do and um you know like that like I don't know seem like stupid or silly like to people on the outside but like if that's your friendship those are like you know, things that you like that are important to you. Um, like the first scene is just, um, uh, Caitlin Dever, is that it? Like her character yeah. dri- driving up to Beanie's house and then they get out of the car and they're like dancing and like, yeah. talking about how they've missed each other, even though they saw each other like the day before. <laughs> um, yeah. there's a scene later on where they just spend like a full like minute complimenting each other's outfits. <laughs> yeah. It's delightful. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing is, like, so this movie was sort of billed as, like, the female super bad. Um, So for people who (laughs) super bad is, like, a movie from our, um, like, yeah, high school era. Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, who Jonah Hill is actually Beanie Feldstein's older brother. Um, And he has a tattoo that just says, hello, Beanie, which is amazing. Um, But um, anyways, so... Um, and like super bad yeah it's like two like high school boys that are best friends and it's sort of like saying a similar thing like they realize that they're kind of like they're not necessarily like you know like book smart like you know they've been studying so they haven't been going out they're just kind of like dorks Um, and so they like try to have like one last big party night that's like super cool before they like go away to college and aren't together anymore Um, and this like sort of has that same feel um, but like based on a female friendship instead of a male friendship um 
So, and it actually, it made me go back and watch Superbad, which was like really important to me in high school um, because Michael Sarah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> also, you and I are both really into freaks and geeks and like Superbad is, like it was created by Seth Rogen who was in Freaks yeah. and Geeks. There are a lot of actors from both. So it felt like it, a nice kind of successor. And it holds up okay. Like there are definitely some jokes that you're kind of like, oh, now. Um, like, so. like in general, like their the friendship between the two boys is like enjoyable and like that it's definitely like, you know, it, it in some ways too is rare for like friendship between men to be like, uh, you know, the focus of a show or um, a movie. So um, it was definitely like, you know, that was like a delightful part of yeah. it was like, like, seen it. like very drunk and allow each other to like allow themselves to tell each other how much they care about each other. <laughs> There's like that scene at the end where they're drunk and they're like in sleeping bags telling each other how much they love each other. And they're like hug each other. I think that's like <laughs> one of the big differences between like, the st- I will say the typical, I don't want to put everyone into a box, but like a typical like girl, girl friendship versus a typical boy, boy friendship. Like girls, yeah. we don't have to be drunk to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, well, we're allowed to be, yeah. Like a lot more like emotionally effusive. Yeah. If you will. I will hug my friends. Well, not now, but like without the coronavirus, <laughs> I will hug my friends and tell them how much like they mean to me, even if I'm not drunk. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, but like Booksmart, I think, um, you know, kind of goes even a step further and really like just kind of celebrates that friendship. And uh, I mean, unless you're like weirdly like my parents and you meet in high school and you get married and you're still married 50 years later, like for the most part, like friendships are what you keep from high school, right? Like romantic relationships might seem important to some people at that time, but like those typically don't last, you know, like when you move on to college or move on to like the outside world beyond high school. Mm -hmm. Um, But often like those high school friendships are, you know, like what you gain and like what you get to keep out of those high school years. So, um, and I feel so lucky to have like formed such a strong friendship with you through middle school. Um, what this has really all been leading up to is a discussion of our deep friendship from high school. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, we could go on forever, probably. But like, did we miss any other big ones we wanted to talk about? Um, I think those were like the ones I absolutely wanted to talk about. I'm sure there are other examples, both in the negative and the positive, that we did not cover. But I think this gives a pretty good sense of like, hey, if you are someone depicting a female <laughs> friendship, ask yourselves are these people really people that are friends? <laughs> do they hang out? Do they have a shared history? Are they nice to each other? Do they support each other? Would you, I want to be part of this friendship or spend time with these friends? If the answer to any of those questions is no, you are doing it wrong. <laughs> right. And I mean, I think that that's important because you don't like well-written, you know, books, TV shows, movies, like, you know, like, depict actual people not just like people as plot devices like don't just like give people friends because you need them to do certain things to move the plot forward like give people friends because people have friends and like because you want to do a good job of like showing how that works all right well that's all of it that's female friendship so you know just to wrap it up um go ladies (laughs) 
Go, go out, go forth, be beautiful, rule-breaking moths, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful land mermaids. Yes, yeah, those two. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.